Welcome to you, wherever you're at, whomever you're with. We are so very glad that you are here with us this Labor Day weekend. You know, Labor Day uh, typically uh, signals uh, the end of summer, uh, more <laughs> sadness, sadness, and the beginning of fall, the changing of the seasons. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I love that sense that it's time to shift gears and uh, look ahead. You know, I was once uh, offered a job in Hawaii, and uh, after spending uh, almost a month uh, on the island, uh, I got kind of bored with the fact that uh, you looked at the weather forecast and it was uh, 86 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Uh, well, what's forecast tomorrow? 86 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Well, how about next week? 86 degrees, 20% chance of rain. And maybe you're thinking, uh, I don't see a problem there. Well, uh, I actually did. I, you know, I just found myself anticipating when the seasons uh, come and they go and they change and there's that sense of newness. And uh, certainly, uh, we bring that sense into a new series that we're starting this weekend. Uh, today will be the introduction. And the series is, uh, let's get it started. And uh, I hope that at the end of this message today, uh, you will have a great sense uh, of exactly what we're referring to. But uh, uh, in this uh, opening uh, passage that we're going to look at, uh, the prophet Isaiah is uh, called by God uh, to inform God's people that a new season is at hand. In fact, they were desperate for something new. Uh, their plight had not been a good one over the previous few years. In fact, uh, the enemies of Israel had... Uh, uh, come upon them, uh, defeated them over a series of years, uh, carted many of the Israeli citizens off to Babylon, and they were living in, in exile, in absolute defeat and despair. They were ready, at least you would think, for something new. And uh, they were uh, at that point where they were lacking in hope, in any sense of promise, uh, as far as being uh, the uh, chosen people, it didn't feel like they were very chosen, and it didn't feel like their plight was one that uh, gave glory to God's ability to make a difference in our lives and in our world, and uh, maybe you relate to that. And uh, if you do, you're going to love this message. But Isaiah was tasked with uh, speaking on God's behalf and introducing uh, to God's people that a new season was at hand uh, to a very disheartened people. He came and proclaimed, hey, uh, here is your God. Uh, take notice. Behold, uh, he has not changed. In fact, uh, here is what Isaiah tells us about God. He says, this is what the Lord says. Uh, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcement together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Well, Isaiah is drawing attention to the fact, or God is drawing attention to the fact, that he is the God who delivers people. He's the God who liberates people from their bondage. He's the God who brings them out in order to bring them into a better life, a land of promise. That God is now speaking to his defeated and despairing people. He's reminding them, hey, I acted powerfully 
uh, once on behalf of your ancestors, and now I'm about to do a similar thing for you. Uh, here's what goes, God goes on to say. He says uh, to these people living in exile, forget the former things. Do not dwell. Uh, don't focus. Don't get obsessed on the past. Behold or see, I am doing a new thing. Even now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Uh, so God is announcing a new season. It's like Labor Day. One season's come to an end, and a new one is, is unfolding. It's opening up, and uh, God specifically declares uh, some of the nuances of this new season, uh, what uh, God's people can look forward to can begin to expect. And uh, the first thing he says about this season is that it's new. It's different. It's, uh, it's not a continuation of the same old, same old. It's not 86 degrees and 20% chance of rain every day as far as you can see. Uh, God is introducing a new season, a different season. It's a better way than what they've uh, experienced. Uh, new season brings new hope. It puts a new song in their heart, brings new joy, a new sense of optimism, a new sense of expectation, a second wind, a breath of fresh air. In fact, this new season is meant to bring about a sense of renewal. You know, Isaiah is the same prophet who in another passage would make this declaration, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And it's that kind of renewal that Isaiah is uh, inviting uh, God's people to take note of. You know, uh, here's some things about new thoughts. Uh, it takes a, a certain amount of humility to open up to a new way of thinking, new way of seeing, a different perspective. In fact, uh, Isaiah, again, in a different part of his prophecy, speaks very clearly about this new perspective we're invited to take on. Uh, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways. There's a, there's a separation between the two, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Uh, you know, when you hear that, uh, you might ask the question, well, if there's a great divide between God's thoughts and our thoughts, God's ways and our ways, who needs to change? <laughs> who needs to come over to a new way of thinking? Well, uh, I would imagine most of us could agree it's not God's thoughts, not God's ways that need to change, but ours. And, uh, you know, uh, again, it's difficult to change our ways, to change our thinking, our thought patterns, uh, there were some quotes made over the last few years from uh, some people in the, the, the Methodist church movement that I took note of. These are people who are launching out, uh, believing that God wants to do great things in the lives of many people. Uh, one of those uh, statements was this, we must get used to different. If we're going to be uh, used by God, if we're going to enter into the great things that God has for us, we have to get used to different. And uh, we have to kind of slay the idol of comfort. And uh, another comment was, we'll never reach the moon by climbing taller trees. 
And uh, the point there is that we can't keep doing the same things if we want to move into the new things that God is up to. And I would say this, if we want to open up to God's way of thinking, uh, to God's way of uh, doing things, uh, I really believe that uh, one of the things we have to do is uh, commit ourselves to slaying our totalitarian ego. Uh, you do know what that is, don't you? Uh, you have one. We all do. In fact, our totalitarian ego is that part of our brains that once we have decided on a matter, once we've reached a conclusion, that part of our brain uh, that's referred to as the totalitarian ego acts as a gatekeeper. And all information that would come in that would contradict our conclusions, and that ego, a part of our brain, sifts it out, locks the door, uh, dismisses it as being useful in any way, shape, or form. And uh, in fact, uh, here's the way uh, one uh, research paper describes the function of that part of our brains. Uh, it says, the totalitarian ego is in charge of maintaining and integrating all new information. It's, it's called totalitarian because it has a bias. And uh, it selects information in a similar way that a totalitarian government would. It sifts out uh, anything that it might consider contradictory or even controversial. And uh, that can be defined as a systematic misinterpretation of information when it comes to making judgments, decisions, or processing thoughts. And you might wonder, well, what in the world does that have to do with God's thoughts in our ways? Well, we do the same thing with God's thoughts and his perspectives that are meant uh, to lead us into a new season. Uh, he wants to change uh, our patterns where we've hemmed ourselves in by the way we think. And, uh, you know, uh, if ever there was a time when we needed to uh, deal decisively with our totalitarian ego, I think it's now in our current setting. Uh, we're more polarized than we've ever been in the history, I think, of our country. Uh, we'd much rather be right than be loving. Uh, we'd much rather uh, take up an offense than take up our cross and serve people in Jesus' name. And if uh, we want to enter in to the new season that God has in store for us, uh, one of the things we need to do is open up to a new way of thinking. Well, uh, Isaiah goes on to describe this new season. It's uh, not only a new way of thinking, it opens up a new direction uh, for our lives. Uh, Isaiah, speaking on God's behalf, makes this statement, I am making a way in the wilderness. You know, uh, being lost is, is kind of a terrible thing. And uh, even being lost in a mall can be frightening. <laughs> but being lost in the wilderness, much more so. And uh, once you've lost your way, there's this sense of uh, hopelessness, not knowing what to do next, what the next right steps are. And uh, the fact is, all of us can become lost, can become disoriented in the difficult and challenging things we go through. We can make missteps. We can make the wrong decisions. You know, crises are notorious for provoking bad decision-making in people. And uh, one of the things that God wants to announce is that in this new season he's inviting us to step into, 
He's going to give us clear direction. He's going to show us what the next right step is, and that's very practical. It can be in our finances, in our job situation, in our marriages, in our parenting. Uh, God wants you to know that there is direction that comes from him to you for your situation. In another part of his prophecy, Isaiah makes a statement about God's intervention. He says, your own ears will hear God. You'll hear him say, right behind you, you'll hear a voice, and it will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. And uh, if anything, it could be more useful. Uh, I'd like to hear what it is that uh, God, the infinite God, all-knowing, all-loving, all-wise, uh, wants you to know that in this next season of life, uh, he's going to give new, clear direction. And uh, finally, Isaiah, he's talking about this, this new season uh, that God is inviting us to step into. It's brand new. It has new direction, but it also has new provision. Uh, Isaiah says this, speaking for God again, I am making streams in the wasteland. You know, uh, the new thing that God is doing, it comes with a new sense of provision. And that's really good news. I think whenever we feel limited uh, in uh, having what we need to do what's in front of us, uh, again, it can stymie us in our progress. It can uh, defeat our sense of expectation and anticipation. Uh, I think of that scene when uh, the disciples uh, were with Jesus and the crowds, and he said, I want you to feed these people. They had this sense that uh, they were absolutely lacking in what it would take to do what Christ had called them to do. And I think as disciples, as followers of his, we often find ourselves in those situations uh, we may have a, a thought about what God's up to. We may even have a sense of his direction. But if we feel uh, like we're not being provided for, we don't have the resources that can stop us in our tracks. And uh, God is inviting us uh, in this new, uh, different, uh, absolutely a break from what has been uh, into a new season. Uh, he wants us to know there'll be clear direction. There'll be abundant provision. And uh, this new season, uh, you might ask the question, well, how do we step into it? How do we get to that place from uh, where we've been to where God is taking us? And uh, again, Isaiah speaks very clearly to that. Uh, God says, I'm doing something new. And then he asks this question, do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive this new intention that God has for your life. And, uh, you know, it really comes down uh, to, uh, do we want what God is offering to us? I'm reminded of a scene where Jesus comes upon a guy who'd been uh, lame for decades, lying on his mat, uh, begging for someone to help him get into the pool in hopes of getting well. And uh, when Jesus came upon this man, he asked him an interesting question. Uh, rather than uh, rehearsing his circumstance yet again, which the man started to do, uh, Jesus asked him uh, what seemed like an obvious, uh, obvious, easy answer to the question, do you want to be healed? And, uh, you know, really that gets down to the point. Do we want to enter in 
to a new season. Are we ready for God to give us clear direction, abundant provision, and to step into these things that he is doing in our lives? Well, it comes down to a perceiving. You know, we've, uh, we've kind of clumped these words together in the past, but they really have exceptional application to this new season God is inviting us into. And the words are perceive, conceive, believe, and then achieve. And uh, just to go through them quickly, uh, to perceive what God is up to is to be open. It's to be open to those new thoughts, that new perspective, uh, the new uh, direction that God is giving. To conceive it is to, to ponder it, to be thoughtful, uh, much as uh, when God spoke to Mary, it says she treasured these things in her heart and considered what might be the implication. So we perceive this new season, we conceive it, imagine what that would be like in our marriage, uh, to step into a new season of life, in our work, in our families, uh, in our service to Christ. And then this third uh, step, we believe it. We're willing, we're willing to act on what God has shown us, and then uh, finally we achieve it. We do what God is inviting us to do. We take the action steps. We live within the provision that God has given us, and we experience, uh, we step into this new thing that God is inviting us into in our lives. Well, I want to conclude with, uh, you know, this idea that... uh, uh, let's let's get it started. You know, uh, if you're a baseball fan at all, and uh, how can you not be with the Mariners uh, playing the way they are? You know, they're guaranteed they're going to be in the World Series this year, if not win it all. Well, okay, that's a jump in the gun a bit, but uh, at least they might make it back to the playoffs, which they haven't been to in decades. Uh, but if you're a baseball fan, uh, maybe you can relate to this analogy that, uh, you know, you're, you're at a game, it's kind of droning on. Uh, looks like we're on our way to another lackluster loss. You're more about visiting with the people you went to the game with than you are watching what's happening on the field. But all of a sudden, things change. You know, someone makes a big play, and uh, there's a spark of excitement, enthusiasm, and uh, that spark seems to be infectious, spreads throughout the dugout. The teammates, they realize, uh, hey, we could win this thing. In fact, it's right here in front of us. And uh, there's this idea of uh, let's get it started. You know, that one play uh, seemed to ignite something that's contagious. And uh, the whole team rises to the occasion. Well, I really believe that that's the heart of God in this new season. He wants us to know. God is already doing these things. He's already making a way. He's already creating these wonderful things that come with new direction and new provision. Everything we need to flourish in this next season of life. And he's just asking us to open up to it, to receive it, to conceive it, to believe it, and to achieve it as we walk with him. Uh, Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, thank you for the great plans that you have for us uh, through one of your other prophets you spoke, said, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans of good, not of evil, plans to prosper you, to give you a future 
in a hope. And I, I pray, Father, that by your spirit uh, in this uh, Labor Day weekend, as we're uh, maybe uh, not even pondering uh, what's coming next week, or maybe we're at the other end of the spectrum, we're overwhelmed by the thought of what might be ahead or anywhere in between. Lord, thank you that you are the God of all seasons. In fact, you established uh, the seasons, Lord, and uh, we thank you that there's a time for everything, time for weeping, time for mourning, a time for planning, and a time for harvest. And we would just thank you uh, that you alert us, uh, you speak to us through your word, uh, that things can change on a dime, uh, though we've been in, uh, perhaps, in a season of exile, uh, a season of defeat, uh, things aren't going as we wish they would. Uh, Lord, you show up and you announce, uh, even in the darkness, a hope, a light, that you're doing something new. Even now it takes place. And I pray that you would uh, give us uh, the minds uh, to conceive what you're up to, Lord, that we would ponder uh, this invitation uh, to join you in, in what's ahead. And uh, Lord, we would trust you that in the things that concern us, you're going to give us the next right steps. You're going to give us, you're going to say, this is the way, walk in it. And uh, Lord, uh, for those who are lacking, uh, maybe they're lacking financial resources. Maybe they're lacking emotional resources. Maybe they're lacking hope or uh, enthusiasm. Uh, Lord, thank you that part of your promise is you're going to make streams in the wasteland and I pray that you would spark that faith right now, Lord God, that causes uh, all of us to lean in to what you have next for us. We pray these things in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.